Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here's your money briefing for Thursday, February 15th. I'm J.R. Whalen for The Wall Street Journal. Good morning. Wow, a lot of people in the office. Oh, we have so much to do today to get that project done. And t- <coughs> Come on, cover your mouth. Jeez, why don't people just stay home if they feel sick? You can be shamed by your manager for calling in sick and, and leaving others in the lurch to pick up the slack for you. But you also get the stink eye from workers <laughs> if you show up contagious because nobody wants to be around the person who's, you know, hacking up a lung at their desk. For a lot of workers, it feels like a no-win situation. We'll talk to Wall Street Journal columnist Callum Borchers after the break. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Co-workers who are under the weather face tough choices. Come into work and push through the pain or take a sick day? Wall Street Journal columnist Callum Borchers joins me. Callum, is it my imagination or is there more coughing and sneezing going on in the office this winter? No, it's not your imagination. Respiratory illnesses have been lingering above the national baseline since November. So we're going on three months here. And that's according to the CDC. And it's largely a numbers game. You just think about all the ways that you can get sick now. You've got the flu, COVID-19, and all of its many variants, RSV, the common cold. On those COVID variants, I spoke with Dr. Nahid Badilia at the Boston University Center for Emerging Infectious Diseases. And she says, we're sort of going to expect this to be the new norm. Every time the virus mutates, It doesn't necessarily get more severe, but it's just another way that you can get sick. It's another disease for us to battle every single cold and flu season. So why are these sick employees coming into the office? It seemed like one of the best practices we learned coming out of the pandemic is not to run the risk of infecting other people. Yeah, you'd think we'd learned our lesson, right? But that doesn't seem to be the case. It's both internal and external. So for some people, that impulse to push through and tough it out is really hard to break. It's hard to unlearn that old habit. But there's also some external pressure from managers. And some of it comes from setting an example. So if bosses are reluctant to take sick days themselves, that can signal to subordinates that, hey, you're expected to gut it out too. Also, if they're harping on how inconvenient it is and how your coworkers are going to have to pick up the slack, that can apply pressure to come on in. 
in, and there are some numbers that we can put to this. I mean, when Resume Builder surveyed a thousand U.S. managers in January, a fifth of them acknowledged that they do encourage under the weather employees to come to the office, and almost a quarter of them, Jr., said they are suspecting that workers might be lying or at least exaggerating the severity of their illnesses. Oh, none of us have ever done that. Never. But wouldn't one of the functions of a hybrid work schedule be to allow for physical absence from the office if someone isn't feeling well and still get the work done? Yes, that is one of the flexible options of a hybrid work schedule. But the numbers show that people are actually reporting to their desks at the highest rates in almost four years. At the end of January and into the early February, office occupancy was climbing up to 53%, according to Castle Systems, which is one of those companies with the building access cards so that they can track who's swiping in and out. And, and, and that's the highest number since March of 2020. So even though many of us have a hybrid schedule, uh, it, it turns out we're back at our desks more than we have been since the beginning of the pandemic. And before the pandemic, if somebody was sick, they stayed home to recover and coworkers picked up the slack. But in this era of remote work setups, is the idea of a bona fide sick day obsolete? For a lot of white collar workers with desk jobs, the answer is yes. And, and again, it sort of comes from your own ability. You proved during the pandemic that you can work from home. A lot of folks, they just sign on from home instead of actually calling in sick. You know, they're typing and blowing into their tissue in their pajamas at home, but they're still working. They're not totally taking the day off. And this also comes up in conversations with managers. Some bosses acknowledge that when somebody says, hey, I'm not feeling well today, instead of initially just saying, okay, great, take the day off, they do sometimes ask, okay, do you feel well enough to work from home? Just that question, just asking that question can make a worker feel like, oh, I guess I shouldn't really take a sick day. I should probably try to tough it out, even if it's on my you know, own sofa at home. So the worker can seem like the hero for working through the illness, but they could be the anti-hero if they infect coworkers and all of a sudden now this threat of absence because of illness multiplies. That's right. And this is why this concept of sick shaming really cuts both ways. You can be shamed by your manager for calling in sick and, and leaving others in the lurch to pick up the slack for you. But you also get the stink eye from workers <laughs> if you show up contagious because nobody wants to be around the person who's, you know, hacking up a lung at their desk. So for a lot of workers, it feels like a no-win situation. So how sick do you have to be to stay home, keep the laptop shut and not feel guilty about it? Well, Alberta Johnson, who uh, runs an HR consulting firm, put it to me like this. You have to be unable to speak and unable to function to really make an excuse for yourself and take a sick day. And I thought that was really striking. I mean, she's really plugged in. She works with a lot of small and medium-sized businesses. And look, she says she's guilty of this herself, and she should know better. as She says she works at HR, but she recently had a sinus infection and told me that she just kept on chugging really to the point of exhaustion and really just sort of wore herself out and eventually had to take some time off. But it's a hard habit to break. And she said that really seems to be the, the new standard again, post-pandemic. Unless you're just totally laid out, you should keep on doing that job. Can an employee be asked to prove that they were really sick if they do take a day off? Well, this is a tricky question. I mean, sometimes, but you can also run afoul of local sick leave laws if you're not careful. And in some cities, New York City, for example, Washington, D.C. is another one. It's actually illegal for managers to ask for doctor's notes after just a brief absence, three days or fewer. If you're going to be gone for a couple of weeks, then it's a different story. The other thing, too, is beyond whatever the policy is, whatever the local laws say, Vanessa Matsis McCready, who's an employment attorney, pointed out, too, that you know really almost anything can, can be grounds for an 
an employee to go complain to HR. It doesn't have to be specifically violating a law. It could simply be saying, hey, my manager has established a culture where we're all expected to grind it out and, and come in even when we're sick. Now, whether you'd actually win a case is another story, but her point was you don't want to build that kind of resentment and, and risk uh, reputational and morale damage to your company. You spoke to some people who pushed for their employees to actually call out sick, take the day and rest up. What did these managers have to say about the benefits of taking a sick day by the books? Yeah, I spoke with James Black, who's the chief executive of a nonprofit called Family Equality, and they put it to me like this. You have to be the loving nag sometimes. In other words, like coming from a place of love, nag your employees to say, hey, you're not feeling your best. Take the day off, please. It'll pay off in the long run. And you know, the benefit of that, as related to me, is that, again, you build some trust and favor with your employees. Maybe they're more liable to stick around and stay with your company. And that also you end up getting better work out of them, too, because plenty of us show up if you try to push through your sick. Maybe you're not really at your best that day. Are you really bringing your A game when you're not feeling so well? And if you're making mistakes that have to be cleaned up later, it really ends up being counterproductive. That's WSJ columnist Callum Borchers. And that's it for your money briefing. We'll be back tomorrow with WSJ's Joe Pinsker to discuss what's driving nearly every expense related to your car higher. This episode was produced by Ariana Osperu with supervising producer Melanie Roy. I'm J.R. Whalen for The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening. 